Happy Thursday, dear hearts. It is December 15th, and I am Melissa, the founder of A Yogi Kitchen and Pantry. Welcome to Off the Mat. This is where we come together to talk about our lessons that we learn in our yoga practice, our asana and meditation practice, and how they translate into all areas of our life, into the areas off the mat. Today, I wanted to talk about gratitude, peace, and rest. First, though, let's take a moment and let's just settle in. Um, If you are in a position where you can just close your eyes right now, uh, close your eyes and start taking some nice, long, deep breaths. If you can, breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. Either sit comfortably or lay flat. Let your feet both be steady on the floor if you're sitting. Relax your arms at your sides. And it might even feel nice to drop your chin down towards your chest if you're sitting. If you're lying down, you might pick up your head, bring your chin in towards your chest, and then lay your head back down. And that's just going to lengthen your cervical spine. just helps you relax. And I invite you to feel peace, whatever it means for you at this point in our place where we're focusing on it. So this session, we've been focusing on peace. We have about two weeks left of the session. I'm not sure exactly when we'll switch. Maybe January 1st, we'll see. And just feel peace, feel it in your body, feel it in your muscles, in your bones. Notice where you feel it. Notice where that thought sounds absurd. Like, well, of course I don't feel peace in my toes. But someone else might be like, oh, I feel it in my toes. But what do you mean feel it like, I don't know, in my shoulders? So just listen to where you feel it in your body. And then feel it in your heart. And see if you can feel it in your brain. And just be present with peace. This is a great time to pause me. And just take five minutes to yourself right now to close your eyes and keep breathing through peace. If you are in your car, you can still do this and drive. Um, Depending on on whether you're in traffic or you're on the highway, uh, it's going to feel a little bit different, but you're just going to turn off all the sounds. You're obviously going to keep your eyes open and stay alert and focused on traffic, but you're going to keep breathing into the word peace. So when you're, let's just say you're at in the city and you're at a light and the car at the beginning of the light doesn't move as fast as you'd like it to, instead of letting your brain go to that place where you're irritated, breathe into peace, feel peace in your body, in your heart. Uh, Oftentimes when I, something like that happens, someone cuts me off or they make a right turn from the left lane or whatever silly things we all do, the mistakes we make when we're driving. I just try to have a lot of compassion for that person. I think, you know, maybe they've got a screaming kid in the back seat. Maybe they um, are not feeling well. Uh, Something's going on with them and they don't feel well. Maybe they just had really horrific news. Maybe they're on their way to the hospital. Maybe um, 
you know, there's lots of there's lots of answers. Those are the ones that I feel a lot of compassion for. Uh, but it can be lots of different things. And so just try to breathe that into yourself like, oh, that person's having a really tough time right now. And I'm going to breathe some peace towards them. And just breathe. And as you're driving through, if you're on the highway, just notice all the things around you that are so peaceful the trees and the fields, um, or even buildings, birds, the sky, and just breathe into peace. Last week, we talked a lot about gratitude and peace. And it's all the season, right? This is the time we talk about gratitude. This is the time we talk about peace. And last week I asked everyone as they were doing their check-ins at the beginning of class and then returning to that being present with who you are, mind, body, spirit, or physically, emotionally, mentally, I asked you to have gratitude for who you are physically in this moment. I, you know, I, I have some arthritis that gives me some pain. I'm very lucky it's not um, debilitating. Uh I recently had a health issue and through all of that, my body pretty much lets me do anything I want to do. Now, and I think I've said this before here, I don't want to go rock climbing. If I decided today to go rock climbing, my body might not get me there. I don't know. I think I'd have a fun time trying, but like to be able to go and climb a rock climbing wall or actually go out and climb um, I think I would, it would be really hard. Now, if I decided I wanted to do that, do I think I am capable of doing it? Absolutely. I think that I would start, you know, training to be able to do that, whatever that would mean, weightlifting, just getting on the wall and doing it. And then I think, you know, that could be a new endeavor for me. I never think, oh, I can't do that. Every once in a while, especially when my knees bothering me, I want something on the bottom shelf at the grocery store and I think, oh, I can't get down there. But most of the time, like 99.9% .9 of the time, I am capable of doing pretty much anything I want to do physically and I have a lot of gratitude for that. So I invite you to think about those things. Uh, how are you grateful for who you are physically and who you are emotionally? I had a class the other day and I knew uh, one of the people in the class really, really well. And so I said to the class, uh, you know, I have a big tender heart and it makes life kind of messy and it like it makes um, me be a lot sometimes. I feel a lot of emotions, but I would not have it any other way. I have so much gratitude for what a big heart I have. And I come from people with big hearts. My family were healers. My dad was a doctor. My sister's a nurse. My mom's a nurse. My sister now teaches nursing. We, we, we like to be of service in my family. We have big hearts. Um, we're not always functional people, but professionally, we like to have, um, we like to be of service. And I have a lot of gratitude for that. Um, and even my busy, anxiety-filled brain, you know, having anxiety has made me a much more creative person. I can't always just march into something and do it the way that lots of other people do it. I have to think about a lot of things beforehand. Um, you know, maybe it's I need to go with someone to a, in a new situation. Um, maybe I need to go ahead of time. Like if I'm going to go to a restaurant, 
and meet people that I don't know. Maybe it means the day or two before, like I stop in and have a cup of coffee or a glass of wine first. So then when I meet the new people in that situation, I have a comfort level like, okay, I've been here before. I know what to expect and not everything is brand new. So there's lots of creative ways to deal with anxiety and my PTSD trauma stuff. And I have a lot of gratitude that my anxiety brain helps me see that, helps me see that there's lots of different ways to do things. So I invite you to also take a moment, and this might be a great time to pause me and just breathe into gratitude and what that feels like for you. And oftentimes, and I think especially at this time of the year, when we think about gratitude, people think about their privilege. I'm so grateful for my warm house. I'm so grateful that I'm able to afford my trip to Paris. You know, they think about things like that a lot. And I really want to encourage you to think about who you innately are and what parts of you may not be so comfortable and yet you can still have some gratitude for them. And I'll tell you, that's kind of the advanced work, but I love when you guys do it and I get great feedback. So uh, I know you're capable of, of doing a little bit of the advanced work. Maybe you can't look at every single aspect of your life and feel gratitude for the hard stuff, but pick one. Pick one thing that's been tough that, um, you know, like my arthritis, pick something like that. And where is the gratitude for that? Okay, this is a great time to pause me. And uh, again, if you're driving, you can just feel your body in the moment. You can feel your heart space in the moment, your brain in the moment, and whatever is popping up for you right now in terms of gratitude, um, just sit with that. Last week when we were talking about gratitude, I had this sort of aha moment for myself, or maybe it was when I was meditating about gratitude and, and peace, and I very deeply believe that gratitude is your way to peace. And gratitude opens the doors to so many different things. But I think gratitude is the place where peace resides. That without gratitude, it's very hard to feel peace. But with gratitude, I think peace comes fairly easily. Um, and again, if you haven't been listening or haven't been in class, peace is not about lack of conflict. So we say peace on earth and it's a beautiful idea, but I think there's two things that happen um, is just people dismiss it. Like, oh, you know, we've had wars since the beginning of time. Peace on earth is not real. Or people sort of set themselves up for a lot of disappointment because they want there to be peace outside of themselves and can't figure out why it doesn't exist, why they can't control things to have peace outside of themselves. And the real answer is that peace is within you. So it's being in the middle of big work, whether it's your, your work life work, whether it's your emotional, like work with a therapist or work with... Um, maybe you're working towards a marathon or you're working towards doing um, crow pose or headstand. So you can be in the middle of big work and still feel peace. You can be in the middle of conflict. You can have family, big stuff going on, interpersonal relationship, big stuff going on, and you can still feel peace in your heart. You can have terrible situations happening, 
car accidents, deaths, um, illnesses, chemotherapy. Uh, I, I'm trying to think of all the things that are so hard. Um, just loss of a relationship, loss of a job. You know, we can be in the middle of really big, chaotic, emotional stuff and still find a place for peace. Maybe not every minute of every day, but you can access peace when you are present with it. And again, I think that the answer to that for a lot of us is gratitude, is being in that place of gratitude really helps us feel peace. And then going back to, I think, two sessions ago, right, we did strong joy retreat peace. I think I said it wrong the last episode. But, um, you know, I think gratitude is also a place where I can connect with joy. And then when I'm connected with joy and gratitude, again, peace just comes so much easier. It's just that obvious place that I want to be. And when I'm not in gratitude and I can't connect with joy, I dismiss peace. I'm like, you know what? I come from a dysfunctional, crazy family. I have a lot of trauma. You know, peace is just not an option for me. Well, that's some really shitty self-talk. I do believe going back to gratitude is the answer. Peace will come easier and I'll connect with my joy easier. Um, So I invite you to just, you know, think about that. That's a great journaling kind of thing. Like what brings you to peace and what are you grateful for? Writing a gratitude list is not a bad idea. And we used to do this a long time ago and maybe we'll do it. I don't know when we'll do it, but just a week of every day you write down 10 things that you're grateful for. And it's a great practice to get you thinking about gratitude. And as you know, if you've been coming to the yoga classes or even just listening to the podcast once in a while, um, you've known and you're doing the practices with us, you know that the beginning of a session, when we start talking about a word, it feels one way to us. And by the end of that session, that four to six weeks, the word resonates in a very different way. So it's so important in um, to think about what we focus on. Um, when I was focusing on joy, that session, man, did my heart just feel so full. And I just felt like, oh my gosh, I really can connect with joy. And right now, it's not that I can't connect with joy. It's just not, it's not the thing that I'm most present with. And I actually really miss it. Like I need to create a daily meditation for myself that includes joy and peace because I miss focusing on joy. And I have a really fun word, I think, for the beginning of the year. We'll see. Uh, it connects to joy. We'll, we'll see if we do it at the beginning of the year or not. And also, our session is ending really soon. Well, like I said, like two weeks. So if you have a word that you would love for us to focus on, um, I love the suggestions. Peace was a suggestion from someone or peace was just actually someone talking about how people need peace. And when she said it, I thought, oh, there's our word. And peace was already kind of swirling around in my head. But she was the one that kind of like tipped it over. Um, So definitely give me suggestions. And as we're looking into January, um, I have more private clients. And I'm thinking about shifting the yoga schedule to having fewer classes. Uh, because lots of stuff is coming up that's really exciting for me this year. And I'm going to share that with you in a moment. Um, 
but maybe just for one session or so having, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. January is when people always think like, oh, I'm going to get back into yoga or I'm going to go, I'm going to start running again or, you know, so maybe January is the time. Um, I'm kind of thinking out loud right now, but if you have any kind of feedback, I would love to hear it. Your feedback means so much to me. The next word I wanted to talk about was rest. And I think gratitude, peace, and rest fit together so well. It almost makes me want to start focusing on more than one word a session, but I think I'm going to stick with with one word. So uh, this morning we had pop-up yoga. It was a really, really lovely class, and, and two of my favorite yogis showed up. Um, and in, in case you have not been to a class and you've been kind of thinking about it, all of our classes except for Sunday evenings at 6 p.m., they're all on Zoom. So you can be anywhere in the world and you can come to our classes. You do not have to turn your camera on if you don't want to. Um, some people don't. Some people turn their camera on, but it's not on them. Usually when I teach a private session, those people have their cameras on them. So I can, you know, adjust them and I can make variations or suggestions and see how their body works. But in a class situation where I'm just leading you through a practice, I don't necessarily need to see you. Um, so you never have to have your camera on. You Most people mute and don't put on their sound, but always calling out and saying, hey, I don't understand what you just said, or hey, is this what I'm understanding, or whatever it is, whatever comment that you need or question you have um, is always appropriate to unmute yourself and, and ask. Uh, so this morning was just two people, and it was a lovely pop-up, one of our regular yoga sisters request this pop-up 7am we do 30 minute yoga and you've heard me say it before I never thought I'd like 30 minute yoga and I actually really like it a 30 minute class is harder to teach than an hour-long class when I started teaching all the classes were like 90 minutes and then we went to 75 minutes and then to an hour and I really don't love teaching an hour but then there are times when I do teach 75 minutes Sundays at 6 p.m at Sunrise Project here in Lawrence Kansas and sometimes that class, I'm like, oh, crap, I forgot it's a 75-minute class. I got to figure out how to fill things, you know, put more stuff in. And it it's never an issue. I just forget because I've been teaching for an hour for so long that, oh, 75 minutes is actually really nice. Um, and so I didn't think I was going to like 30 minutes, but it is. It's a quick, we just kind of get everything moving. We oxygenate so our brains get really clear and like motivated for the day. And I personally have already had caffeine when um, I turn on my computer. But I know a lot of people don't necessarily before early morning yoga. And they, not just my class, but practitioners around the world, don't do caffeine before early morning yoga. And they feel like that oxygenation is enough. I mean, they may still have a cup of coffee that day. But they're always very surprised. Like, oh my gosh, I went to yoga this morning. And I've had energy, you know excuse me, for hours. Um, and so you should join us. We are going to pop up again next Thursday morning, 7 a.m. on Zoom. And you can go to ayogikitchen.com to see all the Zoom info. So that was just a an aside. We're talking about rest this morning. So early morning yoga, um, we just, the people that showed up today, I, I know them well. And I know some of the things that are going on in their lives. And I know how, what busy people they can be. And I have been resting lately. And I sent one of them actually a little meme, I guess, about rest. 
And we've been talking about how most of us don't rest enough. And one of the yoga sisters said, rest is radical. It's a radical act. And I was like, yes, you're absolutely right. And it really, really is. I mean, I, I said that, um, and there's a, there's a, I think there's a book called Rest is a Radical Act, and I can't think of the woman's name. Um, oh, I follow her on Instagram, and I can't think of her name right now. But... Um, It's so often looked down upon that when we rest, whether we're just choosing to sit on a park bench, take a nap, soak in the tub, it's looked down upon as lazy or indulgent or selfish. And it just, it kind of floors me. So rest is, and and this is what I've said before about self-care, is people think of self-care as being indulgent or lazy or selfish or... Uh, frivolous um, because we come from, I mean, we talk about the great generation. I was just talking about this with my, my ex-husband, you know, the, the great generation, they, his grandmother, I didn't know my grandparents, but his grandmother who went through the depression and went through those wars and they just were people who pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and they just got things done. And this idea that, you know, a hundred years later, we shouldn't push that much. And, and there was very different circumstances, but we held up this ideal of pushing and we call millennials, you know, entitled and um, snowflakes because they don't want to push like the people who were going through world wars and depression did. And for my generation, I'm a Gen Xer, that was held up as the ideal. Like you should be like the great generation. And I think my generation rebelled. We rebelled against a lot of stuff, but I think we rebelled a little bit against that, not nearly as much as the millennials are. And they're saying, this is not an ideal standard. We should not be trying to emulate these people who did what they had to do to survive a really difficult time. They really deeply believe in rest. And I have two millennials and I don't know where they got it from. I mean, they've, you know, I've been a yoga mom my their whole lives. Um, and I think they did see me rest and take care of myself a fair amount. But the dedication my daughter has, and she's 26 years old, the dedication she has to rest floors me. I'm like, how did you get so smart? How did you know to do this? Now, there are some things that she has given up in so that she can have that rest that for me, I can't give those things up. Like I need to, um, for example, my, she's, she's a little bit of an introvert and I'm an extrovert. I need to be out there around people and I need to like do things like volunteer at Sunrise Project. I need to be out and about. Um, and so I balance that out. She has given up that being out and around people a lot. I mean, she can be around people for sure, but it's not a priority for her. Russ is way bigger. So she does understand the need to be around other people and she understands um, the need to be of service. And actually she's been baking for us for Sunrise Project for a while now and she's going to start coming in person. But then after that, she's going to need to rest. And she's really cognizant of that. Whereas, and it's different for me because I'm an extrovert, but But I think that if I were an introvert and I needed that rest after being around other people, I would feel guilty about it and I would probably beat myself up about it. And this generation just doesn't. They're like, nope, this is what I need for me and I'm going to do it and good for them. 
I know, especially generations older than me, uh, really have a big problem with that, but good for them. And, you know, right now we're in a swing and I don't want to call it a backlash, but we're in a swing that's going really far in the other direction of, of, you know, the, the 40, 50, 60 year olds in the world that are like, push, 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 let's go, let's have success in this certain way. So they're in a big swing, but I I do believe the pendulum will come sort of back to a a middle ground and we will find a middle ground where we can work hard and rest hard. Um, I think that's sort of an ideal life. Like let's work really hard and then really rest deeply um, and really do some deep, deep self-care along with that hard work and in all of that find peace. So I believe that they work together, that when I am well-rested, I also can connect with peace better. I can connect with both peace and gratitude. When I take time, and I'm not saying you got to get 10 hours of sleep every night. I'm not saying like get eight hours of sleep and take a nap every day. I'm saying do things that make you feel restful. So maybe it just means getting in, you know, a, a comfy chair. I'm I'm actually looking right now at my comfy chair that I moved my comfy chair from my living room to my bedroom and I absolutely love it. And I put a lamp right next to it and I sit there and I, sometimes I read or I just, you know, it's where I write sometimes, like when I write longhand and it's just, um, it's restful. It's peaceful and restful and I have so much gratitude for it. So another great writing prompt right there for your journal um, what makes you feel restful? What what makes you feel restful and peaceful at the same time that you have gratitude for? Or any variation of that. Um, and I, I'm working harder at, at putting out more journal prompts because I really believe in the healing of journaling and how important it is for our brains to put things on paper in longhand. And I'll talk about that more a different time, but uh, sometime in the next couple months, we're going to do maybe a month of daily journal prompts. I'm going to see if I can work that out. That, that sounds like a lot of work for me, but we'll see. Um, but we will do more journal prompts and I'll, I'll keep trying to remember to bring them up during the podcast. We are at the part of the podcast where I share um, our happenings with you, announcements, what's been going on, what's coming up. And I've moved this around in the podcast, in the position of the podcast a few different times. If you have feedback about when you like to hear the announcements section, let me know. Um, Okay, so first off, Hats from the Heart has been great. Hats from the Heart is our program, a a yogi kitchen and pantries program that we do in conjunction with the Coats program at, um, it's called Share the Warmth, the Coats program at Sunrise Project. Um, Sunrise Project collects coats and keeps them out like in a, on the pantry, we call it the coat closet from November through the, through the winter. So you can always drop a coat off there. If you know someone who needs a coat or if you need a coat, you can always swing by and the the closet's been empty a couple of times, but for the most part, every time I'm there, there's something there. It may not be the right size, um, but there's always something there. So it's worth taking time to um, swing by and check it out. And if you still have coats to donate, if you like all of a sudden went into a closet and was like, oh, look at this, bring it by. We'll be, we'll be handing out coats or, you know, supplying coats for a while. But our program is Hats from the Heart. So originally my idea was that we would get together possibly as a community, uh, possibly at Sunrise Project, 
maybe once a month and do some crocheting and knitting together of warm weather items, or I'm sorry, cool weather items to keep people warm this winter. Um, and then the rest of the time we would all be knitting and crocheting in our homes. So I'm in the middle of making something for a baby. I guess it's a very small baby blanket. My issue is that I thought I was going to have more muscle memory around knitting and I just haven't. Um, so it's taking me a little longer than I thought it was going to. We mostly, though, have received store-bought hats, which has been lovely. There's nothing wrong with a store-bought hat. So um, I've been handing them out, especially as I'm on Mass Street. I try to either walk Mass Street or drive through it a couple times a week and just check out for the people that I know, see, you know, who's who's needing what, how everyone's holding up, um, handing out whatever I have in my car. Usually I have quite a bit of food in my car. So give, getting, passing that out on meal days, I like to take from Sunrise Project, I like to take some meals and put them in my car and drive Mass Street. And if I see some of the people I know, hand it out. If not, stick it in my fridge till the next day or the day after. Um, Oh, so I've been handing out hats. Sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a moment. I've been handing out hats and sometimes socks. I keep socks in my car too for people who need them. Um, and I see people all the time that are wearing your donated hats. So thank you so much for that. And we have a very special, we've had a few crocheted hats, but we had a really special one. Uh, Kaylin, who is a member of the yoga, um, sorry, Sunrise Project community and a volunteer. She volunteers in the garden and she comes and breaks bread with us on Wednesdays. She um, told me, I have a yarn problem and I'd like to make a hat for the family that you support. And I knew who she meant right away. First, actually, she contacted me on Instagram and then I saw her at sunrise and she, she is really wanted, felt drawn to make a hat for the mom of the small young family that we share our love with. And so I took a picture of it. I'm going to post it on Instagram later. And I asked the mom if she would take a picture of herself wearing the hat. I think she's a little bit shy. And I told her it could be from the side or, you know, from the back. It doesn't have to be your face. So we'll see if I get a picture from her. Um, and she's just started... I drop off some items for her every week and she's just started baking for us also. So that's been a really nice little circle is that we share things with her and now she's sharing her talent with us. And I love when it works out that way. So Hats from the Heart, Heart is working, um, is, is nice. It's been a really nice program. Uh, we'll probably do it again next year. And by that time, I'll be better at um, knitting and crocheting. I didn't realize. I thought I was just gonna be able to pick it up like I had done it yesterday and I haven't actually done it for like 20 years. So let's see what's coming up. We're having a cold snap. Uh, next week in Lawrence, Kansas, it's going to be very cold. Highs will be like 12 degrees. So we're concerned about our, our, our unhoused um, Lawrence community members. And there's a possibility of taking some food out, like taking a big pot of something out um, and sharing with them. So if you're interested in that at all, either text me, 785-760-5412 or give me a call or I'm sorry or uh, email me mel at a yogikitchen.com we are doing some pop-up cafe times with Sunrise Project so Sunrise Project is going to be open on Sunday from 3 till 5 uh, you can come use the free Wi-Fi there's coffee there's cookies 
I actually, I don't know what the snacks are going to be. There will be something to snack on. I'm not sure what it will be, but, um, there's board games, there's books, there's just time to connect with whoever else is there. I will be there with Melissa Freiberger from three to five. And then at six o'clock, I'm going to go next door into the kitchen and teach yoga. And it's free community yoga for the entire community. Come, we'll work out the creaky, cranky places. We'll get your brain quiet and your heart full. Um, and you'll be able to sleep so well that night. It's uh, 6 to 7.15 at Sunrise Project. And for all of this, your donations are so greatly appreciated, but never required. Um, we are going to also, well, first of all, the next thing that's happening is Wednesday, is our free community meal from five till seven at Sunrise Project. So you can come, it's gonna be breakfast for dinner. I'm so excited about this. And I know that there are some of the bakers are planning on making things that go really well with breakfast for dinner. Like I know one family is thinking about making cinnamon rolls. I don't know if they're doing it for sure, but that's what they were thinking about. If you wanna help us with the meal, Tuesday from 11 till one in the morning and 5.30 to 7.30 that evening, um, we're prepping for the meal and on Wednesday we get there at 10 in the morning and we work until everything's completely done and that is a myriad of jobs. So there's preppers, there's cookers. I do a whole bunch of different jobs. I'm there the whole day and do jobs throughout the day. So cooking, I'm sorry, prepping, cooking. Then we have to package the food. So we put it in containers for people who are going to take it to go. You are invited to eat in person with us from five to seven in the cafe and maybe even in the kitchen. We'll see if we're going to open up um, and put tables in the kitchen also. But um, then after we package up everything, there are people who serve and who greet the people who come in. And then there's also the people who like to wash dishes and, and there's lots of people who they don't want anything to do with, you know, having to serve anyone like, that interaction is uncomfortable for them, but they love to wash dishes or they love to sweep floors. So we have a whole bunch of crew that comes in and cleans up. If you are interested in doing any of that with us, just go to sunriseprojectks.org to sign up. And we really need people to sign up. Um, it's lovely to have surprises, but when we all of a sudden have more or less, I guess more or fewer uh, volunteers than we had planned on. It it throws a wrench in things. So it's really helpful for you to sign up. Um, and if you're one of my yogis and you're not signed up, but I know you're coming, that's good enough. You don't have to go to the website and sign up. Um, okay. That's what's happening. Um, oh, no, it's not. There's still so much more. So then on Christmas Day, the cafe is going to be open at Sunrise Project. I will be there from two to four and Melissa Freiberger will be there from four to six with her family and we're going to have hot drinks and I know we're going to have some baked goods for that day and some other snacks and there's again board games and books and free Wi-Fi. So if you're spending Christmas alone or you just need a break from your family um, or you need a warm place to be on Christmas Day, please come from two to six we'll be there. Uh, and I know that Melissa's bringing her family and they're going to be playing some board games. So if you want to jump in on a game with them, that's always an option too. A yogi kitchen and pantry is hosting New Year's Day yoga. That's 11 o'clock on Zoom. And I think we have planned a 75 minute practice. So 11 till 1215 on Zoom um, for the entire community. And you can invite someone who's never come to class before, and it'll be a really yummy practice. 
And then if you're in Lawrence, and I'm sorry, this is just for Lawrence, we're going to do the burning bowl. So we'll do burning bowl at, oh, I think I said one. It's I'll, it's posted other places. There'll be an invite going out on Facebook and I'll mention it again in the next episode. One o'clock, we're coming together for burning bowl. And I need you to RSVP for this because we're going to do it in my house. Burning bowl at one. And then we'll also do a yogi potluck. We used to do potlucks years ago and it just feels like it's time. So the potluck, this is the kickoff of a monthly event. We'll do a potluck every month. Um, but again, RSVP, let me know if you're coming. Uh, I think it's going to be a great time. And if you don't know what a burning bowl is, we'll talk about it more in the future. But it's a way of releasing. It's a way of burning away, releasing um, that which isn't serving you anymore. And then finally, on January 8th is our full day yoga retreat. It was originally planned for the fall and a whole bunch of things have happened. COVID happened, kidney infection happened. Um, I can't even remember what other stuff went on, but it just kept getting pushed back and we knew December wasn't going to work. So it's January 8th. And maybe, you know what, maybe that's a great time to have an annual retreat. Um, so there's still a couple of spaces for that. If you'd like to join us, please do. You can go to a yogikitchen.com, click under delicious yoga, and then in the drop down, it'll say retreats and workshops. And you can go there and you can sign up today. And if I think it's completely fully updated, but if it doesn't look completely updated, um, you can still go ahead and sign up and I will make sure that I understand that you are coming on January 8th and then we will communicate through email. All right. I think that's what I have today. So it was fun being here. Um, I always say this, but it is true. My intention is to podcast more consistently. Maybe that's my 2023, um, how it's going to work this next year is podcasting more consistently. Um, and it's just not, it's not that I don't like it. I love when I put the podcast out there, I get feedback from you guys. Sometimes I hear from people I haven't heard from in a long time. They'll like shoot me a text or um, I'll meet someone new in a text or an email who then becomes part of our community. So I love doing it. I love the connection and I do feel it. I feel the connection even though um, we're not interacting directly, but I just sometimes don't think about it. Like last week, I don't think I thought about the podcast once. And so I just need to put that more on the forefront. Um, I've always wanted a big life. And for years, I thought having a big life meant the life I was having in New York. I was, you know, splitting my time between New York and Kansas. And at one point, it was New York and Boston and Kansas. And I really loved that. I loved the travel. I loved the getting to know new people like every day of my life. Um, I loved the work I was doing. But this pandemic has taught me that I can have a big life and in some ways even bigger than what I was having um, and be still in the same place. So it means carving out time for myself in a very different way. Um, and as you all know, it feels like, you know, at this point in the pandemic, we're still seeing really big numbers, but we're not dying in the same numbers. So it just feels like every couple months since the beginning of the pandemic, things shift. And I'm feeling that shift for myself right now. Um, I'm starting to have a better picture of what next year looks like. Uh, and I like that. I like looking at the year. So here's to podcasting more. Um, anything you want us to focus on in our sessions, anything you guys want to talk about in the podcast or you want me to address in the podcast, um, please 
785-760-5412, mel at a yogikitchen.com. Uh, or you can even, you can connect with me through uh, the website, I believe. There's a way to like contact us. Oh yeah, there is. It's yogikitchen.com. That's probably the easiest way to do it. Um, and sign up for the newsletter. If you're not getting the newsletter, a yogikitchen.com, sign up. Because that's where more information is more consistently. I don't do it as consistently as some organizations. I honestly really hate when I get like, two emails in the same week from someone um, in terms of a newsletter. I'm like, I, I want to hear from you like once every couple weeks or even once a week is okay, but I have a couple I need to unsubscribe from. Okay. At this point, I'm sort of rambling. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming today, listening to the podcast, being here with me in this energy. It really means a lot to me. And I will just talk to you soon. Have an awesome Thursday. Namaste.